You're listening to Get Real KC with Jen and Eric. Kansas City's consumer-facing real estate podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Get Real KC, where we are overflowing with a passion for all things real estate. I'm Eric Jurgensen. And I'm Jen Justice. And I'm Dylan Owens. All right. We have Dylan in studio with us for today's episode, Today's Dream. This is March 1st. 2023, and we're going to give you an update on what we see going on here in the Kansas City market, a little bit about what's going on in our own businesses, and just some general conversation. So we hope you enjoy the ride, and let's just dig right in. So um, I want to just start with the market first, because the market is shifting again. Uh, it's shifting uh, in in a, what I'm afraid is going to be a pretty typical pattern, Um so what we're seeing is um, we're seeing swift activity. We're seeing a seller's market extremely strong again. In many parts of the city, we are seeing many, many showings first weekend. We are seeing multiple offers. It's gone back to, uh, particularly for a house that's you know in decent shape, it's kind of gone back to where we were before the rates started getting hiked. Not quite as crazy. But, you know, so what's interesting is the stats that we're going to share today are the January stats. Okay, and so those January stats actually reflect what we talked about on last Today's Dream, which was a little bit of a slowdown in the market. And so like all of the, you know, Johnson County, Platte County, Jackson County, Clay County information shows not having received over 100% of list price, where last January 2022, we were definitely over list price 100% of the time. Yeah, we're like 105 on an average, 106, something just ridiculous on asking price. Last year, you know, it was 100, 101, 102%. Of course, these are all the averages um, around the area. It was more than list price consistently overall, right? Sure. And so for these January statistics, it was showing we've got 99% in Johnson. We've got 95% of list price in Jackson County. And then 99 in Platt and Clay County was 97%. So that was where we talked about some of those sellers concessions that had jumped into the market. But what we've seen in the last two weeks, I'd say. Well, maybe right? well, it's been maybe more than three? that for me. Yeah, easy. Well, three in Johnson County, yeah, right? You yeah. saw this uptick again in Johnson we County, saw it Kansas, there first, absolutely, because we service both the Kansas and Missouri side here. But you know, even in Clay County, this last weekend, uh, one of our agents was, you know, going to contractor trying to get a house, um, five hundred and twenty-five thousand, and their contract price is five hundred and thirty-six thousand. And they were competing with multiple offers, and we are seeing that again. So it's no holds bar once again. Now, you might not have 20 offers because that's we did have the sure. 20 offers mm-hmm. plus for a while, but I bet you're going to have a good handful. And so I've got uh, a client very active in the Johnson County market from probably – Oh, um, pretty much, pretty much all of Johnson County. He's staying a little bit south because of where he works, so he's not going way out in Olathe or anything. Uh, and you know, not to scare anybody, but uh, we've made five offers. The lowest offer we made was eleven thousand dollars over asking price, and we didn't get one of them. We made two offers, twenty thousand dollars over asking price. Now these are in-demand homes. They're in that. 
very in demand sort of 225 to 325 price range most of his stuff was 275 to 325 um and uh and as as is typical in our market for a long time johnson county sort of leads the way in terms of property values and demand and so um but I also have clients that are work on the Missouri side in the Raytown area. They're seeing it as well. Things going off the market in a day or two. Mm-hmm. They're uh, they're in competitive bidding situations. So th- this isn't isolated to one area of the city. It's spreading, as I call it. I call it the disease is spreading. Well, so- and Dylan comes from a little bit of a real estate investing background. He's got some of that with his family, and so he's grown up around real estate. And he was interested in going to look at a property that I saw pop up in Parkville for two hundred. $50,000. Dylan, how many people were there when we got there? Uh, let's see. About four, four yeah. or five people. And, and, then, five and, groups, and before yeah. we left, somebody else was pulling in. Yeah, it, so, was, it was hard to find parking there for sure. Yeah. yeah. And so there was a lot of people coming to look at this listing. And granted, 250 duplex in Parkville seems like a relatively good deal, probably was a good deal. Um, it was very evident from the listing that this property needed a lot of work. So you've got a fair amount of demand still out there. Right. So that's just what we're experiencing. Yeah. I mean, you know, and what's funny is, is the interest rates, um, which I don't even know if in my lifetime we'll see them as low as they were. Um, yeah, but, I don't know if we'll ever see threes again. Yeah, but they came down, uh, you know, a point, a point and a half. And, right. and I think really what triggered it, and this is, there's no evidence to back it. This is kind of my gut feeling is the fact that they stabilized. I, I think even if they hadn't dropped that point or so, I, I think we still would have seen some swiftness in the market. They stabilized, okay, you know, we're gonna, and, and part of the reason why we are going to continue to have a supply problem is because homeowners are not interested in giving up their three, three and a quarter, 2.75, right? My, I mean, I've heard of rates lower than 2.5%, and, I'm, and, and we're just, people aren't just going to give that up to go into a 6.5%, 6% market. No, unless you have to move and you're a reload or something like that, yeah. you're probably not going to. Now, we do have a client in right now that is choosing to move uh, out of Liberty over to the Staley area by choice, but they have made a calculated decision on all of this. And you know, buying down the, their interest rate, I think. So there's a lot of people who I think are willing to put up with the bathroom they don't love for the economic reasons. So yep. Um, yeah, it, it's it's going to be a swift market again. It's going to be tougher for our first time home buyers that don't have a lot of equity that can't get up and make these offers. Um, uh, hopefully, it won't be as bad as it was last year for buyers. But uh, buyers, just be aware. Um, that, uh, you know, it's going to be out there and you're going to have to kind of steal yourself up to make sure that you're, you're going to plow through this market. Mental fortitude, That's right. friends, or intestinal fortitude if you need it. <laughs> well, and I'm, is there a difference? Yeah, probably not too much. Yeah. All right. Just depends on how you want to resonate with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we mentioned Dylan, who spoke here. Dylan Owens here is on the podcast, first time on the podcast, as as a new team member of the Dream Homes by Jen team. Dylan, we are very happy to have you. You're also a new licensee. And so I thought we could take a few minutes and kind of talk about that experience and um, uh, some of the choices you were making about real estate getting into it, your experience about getting your license, and then, you know, uh, post-license so far, your experience. Uh, and, and I don't really want to put you on the spot and focus in on about like what clients you're cultivating, all that. I, I kind of 
we don't typically do this. We don't talk about like if you wanted to become a realtor, what kind of things does it take, and 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 that kind. Of, so I thought maybe we'd spin off for about ten minutes and we'd we'd give that a shout. So first of all, tell us about uh, maybe um, uh, why you've gotten into real estate and then what your first steps were. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll give you a ten minutes origin story of how I got here for. Well, I got more questions, so don't make the whole origin story ten uh, minutes. Okay, I'll I'll leave some time for you. But basically, um, I had been running uh, Turo, so I'd been doing car rentals, um, and that was kind of the business I was pursuing, and I still do that, which is really fun and and rewarding. Uh, but when my cars were gone, it left me with a, a lot of time on my hands. Um, and like Jen said, I've had uh, like family ties to real estate, so. I figured I'd take that time to study and, and go through the courses um, and get my real estate license. I really didn't you know, have a plan of exactly what I was going to do post um, passing everything, um, but I had reached out to Jen, and I had done some prior stuff with Jen, and I know the kind of person she is, so I, I thought it would be a, a good fit, and um, that's jumping a, a little bit ahead. But basically, I, I took that time um, to go through my... Um, my courses and and pass my exam basically, um, and, and and now I'm here. But but my dad definitely was an encouragement, um, and I my grandpa was in real estate, so it kind of goes back a couple generations. So so when you were when you first decided you were going to get your license at that point, you didn't have a brokerage in mind. No, I didn't. I had I mean I had been uh, doing my research prior to passing, and uh, I was kind of just thinking about you know what would be a good fit. Um, there's a lot of different options that a lot of different brokers are going to, um, basically offer you. Um, and you really got to weigh them pros and cons of each of them and what's going to be a good fit for you and what your goals are as an agent. So, so, and, and just not to, to, to lead you too far, but let's talk about how important you think that is. Cause one of the things that we find as we watch new people get into the industry is, um, they, they aren't deep diving, examining um, the, the, the brokerage, the brokerage team that they are potentially joining. And sometimes those teams and those brokerages aren't examining that, the, the, the potential uh, agent on the team or, or company. They're just saying, okay, great. You know, here's another um, you know, revenue source you're in. So how, as you went through that process, I mean, First of all, talk about like when did when did you realize that was going to be very important to you, and then what are some of this just the conceptual or abstract te- te- steps? I'm trying to say steps, uh, steps that you took to. No, he did take tests too. That's right. Yeah, that's two. Yeah, tests and steps. Yeah. Um, so for me, when I was looking at brokerages, it was important to find. Um, well, first of all, people that you know, um, our values matched. Basically, I I I didn't. I'm not pursuing real estate um honestly to make a crap ton of money now that obviously that's an incentive but um for me i just really enjoy it um, well let's let's be honest we're not against making no we're not we're not ag- we're not against <laughs> it but it wasn't my number one um right you know motivator for finding a broker uh i was off honestly feeling pretty overwhelmed looking at brokerages um and so with you guys uh it feel it just felt more intimate um, and it felt more like, uh, you were going to, you know, Dylan spent a few me. days with me. Like how long ago was that when we drove <laughs> yeah. around, oh, it was over a year, over we year and zoomed, a half or so. we zoomed on some different stuff and 
when you were contacting me at that time, I think it was just a reference from your dad that's like, Jen does this investing thing and she's got a real estate team. You should call her. And I think Lisa, one of my best friends, even reached out and was like, hey, I think Doug's son Dylan's going to be contacting you to just ride around. And I, you know, I loved it. They call them ride alongs when you want to become a or when you want to look at what a police officer does. So we do Jen ride alongs. and, And soon, coming soon, there might be. The Wrangler Realtor. That's right. Wrangler Realtor is on the street. Stay streets. tuned. That's right. The Wrangler Realtor is out there. Coming soon. You know, it's like a hot listing. That's right. Yeah. We're going to, and that's all we're going to say. So that's that, it. To build the mystery, right? Wrangler Realtor coming soon to a theater near you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and then one of the things that I think, uh, and I kind of mentioned it before, and so I know, I don't know if this was a surprise to you or not. But when you said, hey, I I'm, I'm, I'm think I'm pretty interested about being part of your team, we didn't just say yes. No, you didn't. Yeah. So was that a surprise to you that we did our own evaluation of whether you were a good team fit or were you expecting that? Um, I, I, I really didn't know what to expect, but I did appreciate that you, um, you know, kind of took a deeper dive into it because we did all the personality type stuff to see if we'd work well together. Um, and I think that was, that was wise before we got too involved, if that makes sense. Um, so I, I mean, I was grateful for it. And then we met and we had a long brunch, uh, and Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey walked in, disrupt everything. And, and my friend, TK, Jen, Jen (laughs) acted like a little 12 year old school girl. So, Hey, listen, he's (laughs) my buddy, you know, but, but coming right off of that victory, I had to thank him for his role in what he's doing for our city. So. Yeah, yeah, no. Eric and I just played it cool. It yeah. was it was a pretty surreal experience because I was going through this interview type situation and I had to pause. I was like, "Well, the guys, I think Travis Kelsey just walked in." Which, by the way, the whole interview thing and everything—if we haven't said it—obviously you're part of the team and and but you did wonderful. You're 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 a great fit, and we're so very very happy to have you and excited about where you're going to go and and the things you're going to do and participate in. But for a new agent. I think it's important that they understand that that should be part of their process. It shouldn't just be, oh, uh, you know, my friend is with, you know, um, a national ABC brand and they have a team and I'm just going to go with them because I know that my friend Sally goes with them. Is, is that kind of like when we tell people maybe they should vet their realtor? Yeah, sort yeah, of. It, you, but, but if so this, we're fans of asking a lot of questions here at Dream Homes by Jen. We're fans of more of the why behind the actual answer that may come off the first time tell us about um sort of the testing experience and the the education how how difficult did you find it uh how long did it take you to go through it how much did it cost you if you remember a ballpark yeah um so i did like i said i did all my stuff online um because it just made the most sense for my situation but um essentially i mean i got through my courses um and uh it didn't take me too long for the 48 hour i did the 48 hour then I took my exam and then I went back and did the 24 hour. Um, but I really, um, was able to get the most value out of actually just doing some like YouTube, uh, webinars basically. Um, and really prepping for what the test is going to ask me because there's a lot on the 48 hour course and I'm not saying just rush through it because there's a lot of good stuff to, to go through. But, uh, when you're preparing for the exam, um, those webinars, I could probably, if you want to reach out to me, I mean, I could probably send you a couple of links to the channels I used, um, both the basically study guides and vocabs, um, really, really, really helped me. So excellent. Excellent. You know, my, uh, my testing strategy is always practice tests. 
after I go through courses. So that's, I think, very similar, right? Let's hone in on what's specifically going to be on an exam. So that's, yeah. that's pretty good. Well, I mean, we'll probably, Jen and I will probably kick out some some contact information at the end, but let's take a minute now, right? I mean, uh, you're a new broker, you have- Oh, you know, wait, new salesperson. New salesperson. Uh, I'm sorry, did I say broker? Yep. You did. Wow. All right. That's because I'm, I'm sitting for my broker's license here coming up. So uh, you're, a, you're a new real estate agent, salesperson is the technical definition in the state of Missouri. And uh, uh, you, uh, I-, I I could not imagine somebody who's like, uh, well, you know, do, do I take a shot with with somebody new? Either you or you know the other you know new people we have on the team, Becky, who's been on the podcast and everything. I mean, you guys are just so dedicated and diligent, and you coordinate and you ask. Uh, you couldn't go wrong. Tell people how they can get a hold of you, and they also might want to ask questions about how to become an agent. So yeah, for sure. Uh, any questions, you know, regarding the um, the latter would be good. But yeah, you can reach me on Instagram. Uh, it's Dylan Owens Real Estate is just my username. Uh, same thing on Facebook. Um, and then my email is actually Dylan O, and it's D-Y-L-A-N-O, at Dream Homes by Jen. And then my phone number, if you just want to shoot me a text or give me a call, it's 816-548-9272. Um, and yeah, I'm happy to answer any of those questions. I've already answered actually a couple for um, a couple other friends that reached out, seeing what I've been working on. So, And then let me just point out because there's going to be people who might listen to this segment and go, Oh, the dream homes by Jen team is using their podcast to recruit. Jen, is that the case? Uh, as a matter of fact, we're on a timeout right now because <laughs> we have several brand new agents that I want to give the most time and loving care to, to make sure that they are well-versed for our clients. And so mentoring each of our agents through transactions does take some time, and we want to make sure that they're very well-educated. Also, as you heard Dylan speak about, our process is a little bit intensive. Um, by the way, I'm going to be going to MIPM in March here. So yeah. uh, we're going to talk about that in a second. Yeah. So, so I've, yeah. I've got some, so I'll be a little unavailable, um, mostly doing Missouri realtors work, but also having some fun, but that is not going to allow me the proper time to vet anyone here in probably the next quarter or two, just because I've got, um, some great responsibilities to uphold that I have committed to. And I certainly would not want to sell anyone, any real estate professional short. Yeah. So just to recap, Dream Homes by Jen is not recruiting new agents. Uh, I suppose which means everybody's going to call us now. Oh yeah. my lord! <laughs> I mean, I suppose you we know, love you all, though. An experienced agent's vetting process is a little bit different, um, and and certainly if they've got experience, that the the. Uh, education portion of what the brokerage does is not as prevalent. So that might be a consideration before, but right now we're definitely taking a two quarter hiatus. Yeah. We're people over dollars here. And I think that's pretty um, apparent to anyone that's listened to this podcast. So, you know, I I think I've told the story here before that I've had sellers come to me and they want to sell their house, but the reason they want to sell their house is something that can be remedied by finishing their basement, remodeling their kitchen or remodeling their bathroom. And we've got all of those connections here and we're happy to make those connections. And that means that we don't make a sale. And that is absolutely okay because it is our clients' priorities above the dollar. And that is a big deal here at our team. And it is something that is why we go through the vetting process, the value process, and everything else to just make sure that everybody's on the right page and that clients' priorities are number one. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. All right. So you mentioned MIPM. 
Yes. And nobody on the podcast who's listening to it probably knows what that is or why you would be going. So why don't you tell us about it? Uh, and uh, don't you don't necessarily need to give out dates. People don't need to know when you're not going to be around. But coming up, well, my he- husband will be home. Well, that's true. But uh, coming up soon. Um, so MIPM is the world's leading real estate event. And it is in Nice, France. Um, Missouri as a state has a pavilion for the Missouri uh, platform and the Missouri realtors are a part of that. I was trying to look up exactly what MIPM stands for and it just says it is the leading property market networking in the world. Yeah, it's a huge multi-thousand people attended event. It says MIPM in a nutshell, 20,000 plus participants, 24,000. 100 exhibitors, 80 countries from across the world, 2,000 financial companies and investment firms, uh, and then delegates from all over the world. Yeah. And so what might be running through your mind is why in the world would uh, uh, a little old real estate agent from from Kansas City. This redneck right here. Yeah. yeah. From Missouri. Uh, from Missouri. <laughs> from Missouri. Why would, why would we care about what's going on in other countries, large financial institutions, et cetera? And, and I have to tell you, it, it, well, go ahead. Well, first of all, here in this area, we have one of the largest developments that has ever occurred in the country. It is in the top five, and it is the Meta Development. Meta is over 900 acres, guys. And if you haven't drove up, you can type in Vineyard Church and that will get you close to Meta because it's not actually like registering yet. But if you type in Vineyard Church and you drive up there to go, you will drive right past this Facebook Meta, which is an astounding development, one of the largest uh, of its kind. I drove it's, by it the other day. Oh, my. And it's, it's like. You can't believe it. It's impressive. But isn't, isn't it for like data collect or data storage or something like that? Right. Yeah, yeah it but is. But you all know what the law of inertia is, right? Yeah. So. Okay. It's entirely possible. You know, they chose to invest in, the, in, in our area for a variety of reasons. And if it continues to work for them. You know, they, they could be investing a lot more. So what else do we have coming new here the first part of March? Um, Something you might fly March. around? Uh, well, yeah, February 28th, right? That's uh, like, uh, so it just it already just happened by when we, it hasn't happened when we record this, but it will have happened by the time we publish this, which is the new airport is open. Yep. And that is another big deal. So it's, all that to say, we just won a Super Bowl. We've got the NFL draft. Uh, we've got the World Cup. Kansas City's on the map, and that law of inertia applies. And so worldwide to people, this is what brings people to our great state of Missouri. And, you know, we've got something amazing and here, Kansas. and we want to share that in Kansas, of course. But our region is really making great strides, and it's really great for a lot of different things, including business. And so MIPM is the place where we're going to come together and talk about these things and see if this is a good fit, kind of like we vet uh, our agents. We vet other people for Missouri and people vet us for a good fit for their business. And so as an ambassador for the state and as an ambassador for Missouri Realtors, that's going to be part of what we're doing. Sure. Absolutely. And then I think, you know, the other half of that is going to be just the massive amount of real estate professionals that are going to be involved in this and companies, et cetera. And there's always the opportunity for new ideas, new ways of doing things. Some of these are the way we operate are controlled uh, by law, but laws change, right? And 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 so we also, as an organization, realtors, 
we lobby for property rights. We lobby for home ownership rights. And so if we learn new things, what's going on in different parts of the world, that we could go, hey, that could really apply to us and, and help home ownership, which we know is just the largest generational wealth builder there is. And Aaron Hervey, the government affairs director for Missouri Realtors, president uh, of the Missouri Realtors, Andrea Sheridan, we will all be going together. So there's going to be just a great camaraderie of uh, very well-versed real estate professional, government affairs and real estate. And I can't wait to learn tons and bring that back to our listeners, our clients, and my team. And, and I have to stay home and mind the house. It's, you know, <laughs> I'm really sorry about that. No, you're not. <laughs> I mean, I'll send you pictures. Oh, well, that'll make me feel better. <laughs> Virtual hug? Uh, All right. So uh, that's really cool. And that's part of what's going on in your real estate world. Uh, What else is going on? What else uh, are you doing with clients right now? Maybe some anecdotal story. We've got a couple of new construction projects. I think I've talked about um, the home that I have been finishing near Liberty Hospital. That was a a project from one of my limited liability companies. That's live now, right? Last last lot in the subdivision called the pavilions over near liberty hospital on a cul-de-sac completely handicap accessible no stairs to get into the home there is stairs to go downstairs but you could put in a chairlift if that was something that you wanted but the whole upstairs is wide doorways wide hallways no step not even that little single step that they like to put in because that elevation change is pretty sure. expensive yep. um, but it's a fabulous home dylan actually set his first open house ever on 1925 Carter Court. So thank you to Dylan. Yeah, What'd no you problem. think, Dylan? Oh, I thought, I mean, it was as advertised, super, uh, super accessible. Um, I mean, I was impressed. It was obviously new construction, um, but could be, it'd be great for, for someone who's looking for that. Yeah. Um, walk out cul-de-sac it, and treed lot in new construction, almost unheard of. Yeah. So it, it was great. And the walkout basement was nice too. Um, and there's a potential to finish that as well. There from is. What you've told me. So there is. So you've got your new construction on. Very cool. Uh, what else are you going on? What, what, uh, you've got clients that are, um, uh, listing. I, th- I don't remember if you're working with buyers at the moment. Uh, do you have a buyers you're working with right yeah, now? Yeah, I have a couple speaking? of different buyers that I'm working with. Actually, one just closed on an early 1900s house. It was really cool. One of the best homes from the 1900s had had a nice cottage house even with it. Oh, nice. Um, actually, a representative, great gentleman, had to move because he uh, redistricting put him out of his district oh, and he no. wants to serve his constituency. Sure. So he moved. Um, had a, and he'll have a great ranch listing in Gladstone that we'll be putting on the market here. And then we have some other buyers in Liberty. Uh, They're buying a brand new construction home. And so we are in the final stages of figuring out the logistics of adding the window for them that they would like, adding some stairs off the deck for them that they would like, and then doing their walkthrough and doing that nitpicky uh, let's make sure everything is perfect in this new construction home. So we're about to take a couple hours and do that. Um, and they'll be closing the end of this month. Right, so that's something that... And I got more, but, you know, we've only got so much time here on the podcast in. Well, you point something out that um, I think a lot of people ask is, like, do I need a realtor when I'm buying new construction? And I can tell you the people... Oh, this has been a complicated transaction. The people I've worked with in new construction, um, I've earned my money. I'll put it to you that way. I mean... You know, I, I think I think generally our philosophy here is for a new construction client is we will be involved as they want us to be. Uh, and, uh, you know, my 
the clients I've worked with, they've wanted me to be heavily involved where I know their superintendent better than they do. And uh, just like you're saying, we're working on final touches to get a window put in where we want it or changed or whatever. And so realtors can really help you with that um, and help you stay organized and, and do all of that as well. So, And this is a relocation on top of that. So that adds an additional layer of complication sure um oh right it's a corporate relocation it is it's it's been very complex actually and we actually just had to move the closing date because they did get a contract on their home and the moving time and yada 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 so there has been a lot of moving parts of this one more so than a traditional uh transaction even though the home was almost complete So it just is one of those things. And and every transaction is different. That's one of the things that makes this industry so awesome, keeps us engaged, keeps us on our toes, right? Making sure that we're communicating. But the other agent and I have had pretty much flawless communication the whole time. So thank the Lord for that with some of the nuances that we've had, because um, unfortunately that is not always the case. But in this case, she's been absolutely phenomenal to work with, and it's going to result in an amazing home for these clients. And and hopefully maybe we can have them on as a relocation um, and just talk about that, because I think that that's a, a very commonly misunderstood uh, piece of real estate when you have a relocation company involved. So that might be interesting to our listeners. I, I agree. So um, here's one that's kind of a, a, a cautionary tale, if you will. So I've got a listing out there. We're actually under contract. Um, uh, it's an older home. And uh, when it was purchased, uh, the, um, the, there were no inspections done. Um, it was purchased um, during sort of the, the craze of last year. Uh, the, home, the homeowner situation changed the familial situation changed and it was a requirement to uh, move into family home and so this home was getting sold uh, the new buyers did inspections and uh, we found problems in the sewer line and um, just to, you know I, I, again I don't want to scare homeowners to death or anything this is a 115 year old home uh, but the um, there's a lot of nuances I've had to have uh, there's been now four sewer companies out Um Gotten, uh, and uh, what about that permitting? How about those codes? Yeah, yeah. why oh, not yeah. county? Uh, uh, well, I mean, that's that's theoretically anywhere, but why? You know, you are responsible for your sewer line. Just assume you're responsible to the main, which is definitely the way Wyandotte. Excuse me, Wyandotte County works. Uh, some some of the municipalities or um, counties will. Uh, start fixing it themselves once you get to right of way. Uh, but that's, you, you know, it's, you got to look it up. But the point being is, is that this um, contract has now had to be pushed well over three weeks. Uh, we're still trying to figure out who's going to do the work. We've got more bids coming in. Um, and then there's some argument about uh, what work actually needs to be done. So it's very confusing. Uh, it's very stressful for both the my seller and, of course, the buyer as well. Um, and, and the total cost of this is going to be, you know, well over $5,000 and potentially as much as 15, depending on what really needs to be fixed. Uh, and and it's a very stressful thing. And so I also am working with an absolute great buyer's agent. The communication is fantastic. I'm very excited to say that because we know there are other great agents out there. And, uh, uh, so Vanessa Scarborough, shout out to you. You're doing a fantastic job. Thank you so very much. And, uh, um, and we're both working our clients through it, right? You know, take a deep breath. Let's calm down. Let's figure out what these problems are. Let's figure out how to get them fixed. 
right? You want to sell this home and you want to buy this home and you just want to make sure it's in good condition and we want to sell it to you in good condition. So let's figure it out. And so it is certainly the kind of thing that uh, you need to be aware of. And it certainly brought home to me whenever my clients are like, I don't think I want to pay that $129 for the sewer scope. I'm like, eh, you know, there's an elevation change here. This house is more than 20 years old. No, you know, pay the 139 Really, you really should. Just, you know, peace of mind. Mm-hmm. So, and had that happened in this case, my client wouldn't be in the trouble he's in. So, yeah. So that's what's going on with me. I've uh, got a couple of buyers out there. We talked about the one out in Johnson County, uh, also in the Raytown area that are, that are certainly competing, uh, first time home buyers. So, uh, Dylan, you're out there working on uh, potential investment properties for yourself, right? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty, you know, a ways out for now, um, but I am kind of just keeping my eye out to see, you know, I like that. I don't like that. I like this neighborhood. I don't like this neighborhood, you know, stuff like that. Um, just kind of like, um, I don't know, chipping away at, you know, what I'm really going to be looking for. Dylan's a house hacker. I am a house hacker. Yeah. So, <laughs> what is uh, that? What does a house hacker mean? Well, house hacking is. Um, Really fun. Um, basically, it's con- it's traditionally what you'll do is you'll buy like a multifamily, like a duplex or something like that. You'll live in one side, and then you'll just rent the other out to you know cover the mortgage on the property and maybe put some you know cash in your own pocket. Um, now I don't have a duplex. I, I live in a, a townhouse with a couple of roommates, which my roommates are awesome. I've had really good experiences with them, um, and I am passionate about that. I think we talked about yesterday. Um, my my big thing is helping, you know, people find financial stability through real estate. And so I talk a lot about that. If you check out some of my posts and my, my social medias and stuff like that, um, that's, that's important to me. And, uh, cause I honestly, the root of it is I've experienced some of that and I want to help other people experience that. Um, so that, that's, uh, that's really fun. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, um, I, I think we're we're sort of nearing the end of our Today's Dream podcast. We've told you the market is swifting up. We've kind of shared some stories about what's going on uh, in our own real estate businesses, which typically support that as well. Um, it is, uh, you know, the beginning of March. So spring is coming. And we expect the market to pick up like it traditionally does with more buyers and hopefully more sellers uh, as we get into the end of the spring and into uh, the first part of the summer. If you are thinking about uh, making a move or just trying to determine whether or not that makes sense, what's out on the market, whatever, and you're looking for some realtors, right? I don't typically shamelessly plug us, but apparently I'm going to on this podcast. Uh, be sure and give us a shout at dreamhomesbygen.com or uh, Jen, how do they get a hold of you? So I am Jen, J-E-N, at dreamhomesbygen.com, phone number 816-405-2439, call or text, or any of the social medias, the Facebook, the Instagram, even the Twitter, actually. The, oh, I love how you put the in front of I know, of those. It's, everything is the to me, I don't know why. Um, but most of it just Dream Homes by Jen, if you search us, we should come up somewhere. Absolutely. Uh, and of course, you can get a hold of me, Eric, E-R-I-K, at dreamhomesbygen.com. That's 816-301-4121. I do want to tell people that we have been filming some of these podcasts, and we found a, 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 ni- a great young man to start doing some editing for us. So you will also be able to find these podcasts on YouTube coming up soon. So be able to see those. So that's kind of a neat, fun thing that's about to start happening. We do. We're actually going to add. So I think we have the Get Real KC, but we're going to have a 
videos on there. And then there's also the Dream Homes by Jen channel. So we'll be adding more and more content as this comes, growing our channels and hoping to reach the masses with our great real estate transparency, right? Absolutely. So if you're out there thinking about doing it, give us a shout. If we're, if you don't think we're the right team for you, that's fine. But we think that it's very important that you vet your realtor and you get an awesome one. They are out there. Just make sure you do your diligence and find them. That's it. That's another great episode of Get Real KC. Until next time. You have been listening to Get Real KC with Eric Jurgensen and Jen Justice. For more information or to contact our hosts, visit us at dreamhomesbygen.com where you can find more episodes exploring real estate as it matters to you. 